Good morning, Faith family. It's good to be seen. I wish I was seeing you, because um, honestly, it is so much different preaching to a camera than it is preaching to a congregation. And um, as far as that goes, guys, you know, with the uncertainty of what the forecast was going to hold, and not only that, we've had a lot of sickness in the congregation. We just felt it best to go online for this week and for this week only. Also with that, I want you to be in prayer for our youth. Um, after monitoring the forecast very closely and looking at what's going to be happening out up there and not here, um, we felt it safe for our youth to go on up. And a lot of people have asked the question, well, what happens if they get up there and uh, they get snowed in? Well, we already have their rooms reserved for another night just in case that takes place. But reality is the way it's showing for the Knoxville area on down towards Chattanooga, they're looking like they're going to be getting a lot more rain. And we really feel like the youth will be able to get back on Monday. But if they're not able to get back on Monday, it's cool. We got the room set up for them. They'll be up there at um, Wilderness and the Smokies. They'll have the water park to themselves. It's not like they won't have anything to do. Plus, this is a great time for our youth to fellowship with one another. I'm so thankful for Ricky. I'm so thankful for Kari, for Tim and Lisa Dempsey, for taking their time to go up there and spend time with our kids, to love on them. And guys, just pray. Just pray that they have a great trip, pray that they have a safe trip, and pray that God would speak to them through this time. We're here this morning because I want God to speak to us through this time as well. Over the next three weeks, this week and the next two weeks, we're going to be talking about biblical paradox. So what is a paradox? A paradox is a statement that seems absolutely contradictory to itself, but when looked at from a different perspective, holds a lot of truth. We've all heard the statement, the beginning of the end. Well, you have the beginning and the end, and usually they're pretty far apart, but at some time there will be a beginning to the end of this time. We don't know when that's going to be. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be a hundred years from now. But at some point in time, there will be a beginning to an end. If you're in the business world, you've heard the paradox of you have to spend money to make money. Again, if you're in the business world, you understand the truth of this. There's things that you have to do in the business world where you honestly do. You have to spend money as an investment to make money in the long run. These paradox don't just hold to a worldly perspective, though. There's also many biblical paradox as well. Jesus used a lot of biblical paradox. And the reason he used them is he wanted to change the mindset of his disciples from a worldly mindset to a kingdom mindset. And honestly, that's something we need today. Our minds are wrapped up with everything that is going on, not only in our life, not only in our state, in our country, but all over our world. Our minds are wrapped up by this. And a lot of times we can hold on to these worldly concepts or these worldly views and miss the kingdom concept or the kingdom view of how we need to be operating in our day-to-day -day life. That's what Jesus is trying to tell to his disciples when he is given these paradox. This is how we think of things in the world, but this is how you need to think of things in the kingdom. Jesus is having a discussion with his disciples one day, and um, 
One of the disciples asked a pretty stupid question, if you ask me. Uh, they wanted to know pretty much who's going to be the greatest of the disciples. And you know, while it is a crazy question to ask Jesus, it is something that we battle with on a daily basis. All of us want to be at our best. All of us are trying to get to a point in our life to where we are far above what we are. Some of us are jumping the ladders of the, of the corporate world. Some of us are trying to do this in our families. And you know, sometimes what we don't realize is for us to truly be great, we really need to make, make ourselves a little bit less. And that's what Jesus is trying to tell to his disciples in Matthew chapter 20. In chapter 20, like I said, one of the disciples asked a question, who's going to be the greatest? And this, this is the response that Jesus gives them. Matthew chapter 20, starting in verse 25, says, but Jesus called them to himself and said, you know that rulers of Gentiles lord it over them and their great men exercise authority over them. It is not this way among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Pray with me. Father, this morning we do. We lift up our youth to you. So thankful for the opportunity that they had to go on this conference. So thankful for the word that is being spoken to them um, probably right now as, as this is being played. And Father, we just pray that you would do a work in our, our youth's life. We pray that you would speak to their hearts. We pray that you would transform their hearts, Lord. And we pray that you would do it for your glory. As we dig into this word this morning, Lord, we pray that you would transform our hearts as well. Father, we need, we need a transformation from the inside out that would help us hold to a kingdom view and to leave this worldly perspective. Father, we know there will come a day when this world will end. We know that there will come a day where we will be present with you. And when that come, time comes, Lord, it is my heart and my desire for me to be able to come before you and you say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Father, help us, Lord, to be your disciples. Help us to learn from the teachings that you instructed your disciples with. Give us ears to hear. Give us eyes to see. But most importantly, Lord, give us a heart to understand the truth of your word and how it applies to our life. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you aren't first, you are last. This is a statement that many of us heard from a movie um, quite some time ago, um, a movie by the name of Talladega Nights. And I know some of you are thinking, Scotty, you shouldn't have watched that movie. Well, you knew the saying, so you shouldn't have watched it either. So easy does it, okay? But this is a statement that we have heard a lot. A lot of people use it just to be funny, but some people use it as a true philosophy in life. If you aren't first, you're last. 
We are trying to get to a level or get to a point to where we make something of ourselves. But at the same time, we have to be careful with that mindset as well. We need to realize that truthfully, we are something. Let's just be honest. We are something. God says that we are his masterpiece. He created us in his image. And we were created for his glory and for his pleasure. And that's something that we really need to hold on to. He didn't create us just to exist. He created us to thrive. But at the same time, we have to be careful. We have to be careful because we can often think too highly of ourselves. And in thinking highly of ourselves, we will step on top of others to get to a place that we think we should be or a place that we think we deserve. This is where it gets dangerous. This is where the worldly mindset comes in. We look at this life as a competition. All of us are competing for a prize. And we're all trying to get that prize. And every single one of us are going to do whatever it takes to get that prize. No matter if it means stepping on people, no matter if it means um, working late hours, we're going to do whatever we've got to do to get that prize. But what if we get that prize and we realize that that prize that we got isn't as great as we thought it was? What Jesus is trying to tell the people of this day is that if you truly want to be great, don't do like the Gentiles do. Don't lord it over them. Don't exercise great authority. If you truly want to be great, make yourself less. Wednesday night, I come in here, and I'm recording this in the children's ministry area for a specific reason. I come in here on Wednesday night, and um, looking at the kids that are in here, and Miss Shannon's in here, so thankful for her taking time to instruct our children. But it was right at the start of the class, and this board that's behind me was full of names and situations. And one of the kids was up here writing down all of these prayer requests. And I look on the board, and one of the prayer requests was me. And I'm sitting here thinking about what Jesus is telling his, his disciples. And I think about how these kids already have that concept. Thinking of others before themselves or serving others. What those kids were doing in that moment is they were serving me. They were taking time to pray for me. And some of y'all's names were up here on this board as well. Some of the ones who are sick right now or surgeries that are coming up this week, their names were on this board. And these little children, fourth grade children, were taking time to pray for you, to pray for me. And they were serving us. They were serving us by making petitions to Jesus Christ on our behalf. I pray they never lose that mindset. I pray that they always realize for them to truly be great in life, 
It has to come through serving others. When Jesus makes this statement to his disciples, to whoever wants to be great, he must become a slave. I want you to really think about what he's saying. He's saying to truly be great. It's not about being in a high position. It's actually about a posture of life. It's about a life of servitude. And when you think about a servant or a slave, the first thing that came to my mind was, you be someone who serves people who can't serve themselves. Slaves don't serve themselves. Servants don't serve themselves. Servants are there for a reason, to serve other people. And if we are truly going to grab this kingdom mindset of being great and what it means to be great, it's not about serving the people at the top. It's actually about serving the people that are on down the ladder. When I think about serving people who can't serve themselves, I can't help but thinking about the kids that are in this room. A child can't serve themselves. Sure, you can tell your boy, your son, your child to go get a glass of milk, but when he gets that eight-pound gallon jug of milk out, there's a good chance he's going to spill it. He's going to spill it, and he's going to make a mess, and you're going to get mad. But as parents, we know it is our responsibility to serve our children because they can't serve themselves. It's also about serving others who serve others, serving people who serve others. And I think about all the people who serve here. Can't help but think about our Wednesday night kitchen crew. And I think this is one of those ministries that goes overlooked a lot. Because these ladies and gentlemen will get here sometimes before lunch on Wednesday. <coughs> Excuse me. They'll get here before lunch on Wednesday all for one purpose. To serve you. They know how hard it is to get kids from school, to get off work, to get a meal fixed, and to get to church. So... They have sacrificed their time to serve you. Let me ask you a question. They're taking this time to serve you. But how are you taking time to serve them? Because if you truly want to be great, you're going to serve those who can't be served. And you're going to serve those who serve others. When we look at this scripture and we look at who is saying this, if you really look at who Jesus is, you will find that he modeled this concept completely and fully. Jesus is the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He is God. Yet, at the appropriate time, he stepped off of his throne, came to earth. And he came to earth not to be served as a king, not to be served as a Lord, but to serve. 
And who did he come to serve? He came to serve us. And he came to serve us by giving his life as a ransom. This is how we should live our lives. All of us want to be great. All of us want to reach a level of a success in our life. But the most successful thing that we can do in our life is to help others succeed in their life. And that's what Jesus did for me. And that's what Jesus did for you. And that is what we should be modeling to others. You know, everybody thinks that Jesus just come on the scene when he was born. Here, we just got done with Christmas. That Jesus just come on the scene when he was born and he was coming to set up his kingdom. But Isaiah chapter 42, and this is God speaking, tells us what he truly came for. Isaiah 42 verse 1 says, Behold, my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen one, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him, and he will bring forth justice to the nations. You notice he didn't say, Behold, here's your king. Behold, here's your Lord. No, he said, Behold, here's my servant. A lot of people want to be better leaders in whatever area of life they may be living. Maybe you want to be a better leader at your work. Maybe you want to be a better leader in your community. Maybe you want to be a better leader in your church. I really hope you want to be a better leader in your church. I desire to be a better leader in your church. And you know, for us to truly be great leaders, it's not about reaching a title. It's not about reaching a a status. It's not about reaching a success goal that we've got set. For us to really be the leaders that God has called us to be, we have to be servants. We have to do just as Jesus did. We have to put other people's interests above our own. We have to help other people succeed at something that they never could have done on their own because that's what Jesus did for us. He helped us reach a point to where we could have a relationship with God that we could never have on our own. So how does this apply to you this week? For those of you who are bosses, how are you going to serve your employees? This week. And I know a lot of you are thinking, well, they're there for to work to help the company reach a mark. If you really want them to reach that mark, help them reach that mark. Serve your employees. Maybe you're a manager. 
Maybe you're a manager and you've got a lot of people under you. How are you going to be a servant to those people who are under you? Again, you answer to another boss. And this boss is going to come to you if your group doesn't perform at a certain level. So how are you going to serve your group of individuals to meet the demand that they have been given? Ultimately, when it comes down to a Christian walk, how are you going to serve others this week? How are you going to serve those who can't serve themselves? Or how are you going to serve those who serve others? Because honestly, guys, this is exactly what Jesus did for us. We should be the one serving him. He came off of his throne to serve us. And you know what? Because he served us, that's what puts a desire in our heart to serve him. How are you going to serve your brothers and sisters in Christ this week? For somebody out there this morning, you may be thinking to your mind, I've been living my life and everything's always about me. And you know what? I realize that that's pointless. Because if I live my life just for me, then it dies with me. Well, Christ didn't want your life to die with just you. Christ wanted you to have a legacy. A legacy that made a kingdom impact. And the first step to you working towards this legacy is to serve the one who served you. How do you do that? Trust. Trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord, your Master, and your Savior. What does that mean? <laughs> you trust in Jesus just like you trust in your seatbelt. You're dependent on Jesus to save your life. And not from a car crash, not from an accident, but from the things that you've done in your life, the things that have separated you from God. Do you trust Jesus to be your Lord, your Master, and your Savior? And then after that, what will happen is a mindset will take place. A complete change of mindset will take place to where you know what? You don't think about yourself so much. You think about the people that work for you. You think about the people who serve under you. And you think about the people all around you who can't serve themselves. And because Jesus, Jesus served you, a desire comes about to serve others. It all starts with who you're serving. Jesus died for you. He died to take the punishment that you deserve. That death made atonement or canceled the debt, the sin debt that you have, if you trust in him.
when you repent, some people think well, you repent and you're never going to sin again. <laughs> Good luck with that. Uh, I repented a long time ago and I still have to continue to repent because guess what? I sin daily. But when you truly turn from this worldly mindset to a kingdom mindset, from this world to Jesus, he doesn't remember that sin. He doesn't remember what you did back in the third grade. All he remembers is I served him. I served her. And I did it by dying for her. Or dying for him. And this morning, if that's your thought, if that's what God's dealing with you this morning, I pray that you'll reach out to us. If you're on our YouTube channel, there's a link to our website. Look us up on our website, please. We want to help you in this new start of your life. For those who are just battling with this, um, with this selfishness, and we're going to be talking about selfishness a little bit more next week. We're actually going to be talking about identity. For those that are dealing with this, let us know how we can pray for you. We ain't got it all figured out. We're not experts. We still have to battle this on our uh, battle this with ourselves on a daily basis. But let us know how we can pray for you. Email us, text us, however we can pray for you. Let us pray for you as we work on changing our mindset from a worldly view to a kingdom view. Thank you so much for your time with us this morning. Again, be in prayer for our youth. Um, while I'm recording this, I don't even know if it's snowing right now. If it's snowing right now, you know what? Get your kids, go out and play in it. Uh, just be careful. Could be a lot of ice out there as well. But guys, thank you again so much for being here. Thank you so much for taking time to dig into his word. Now, be doers of the word, not hearers alone. Father, I thank you for this time we had together. I thank you for this truth. Now allow it, Lord, to change our lives. In Jesus' name I pray.